Welcome to the Tax Sale Podcast, where tax sale investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax sale veteran. I'm the author of the Tax Sale Playbook, founder of the Tax Sale Academy, the leading tax sale expert and trainer. I'm your host right here on the Tax Sale Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. This podcast is provided completely free to help teach you about investing in tax faulted real estate. And it's made possible through and because of the Tax Sell Academy. If you're looking to learn more about investing in tax faulted real estate in a comprehensive step-by-step basis, head on over to TaxSellAcademy.com and click on join. Again, that's TaxSellAcademy.com. Just click on join. On last week's episode, we talked about designing your business to fit your goals, your lifestyle, and the general idea of what you see yourself doing day in and day out. We discussed how some of my students want to go into an office every single day from 8 to 5 because they need that structure for their business. We also discuss how others want to invest while they're on vacation or sitting poolside. And then I have other students who invest from as far away as Hong Kong, for example, on the other side of the world. It's a fantastic episode that I've been receiving lots of positive feedback about. So if you haven't yet taken the time to listen to it, please take a few moments to listen to it before you listen to today's episode. So a major part of being able to properly design your business to fit the way that you see it operating is the systems that you must implement. Whether you care about consciously designing your business or not, although I think you should, of course, it's incredibly important that you have proper systems in place. Now, perhaps it's being naive or maybe just not knowing where to begin, but many new investors tend to just float from one thing to another. They'll research a list, and when they research that list, they'll look at the photos. They'll go from one shiny property to the next shiny property. They'll do just a little bit of due diligence. Maybe they'll go to an auction, and while they're at that auction, that's when they decide what they're going to bid on and how much they're going to spend on it. And then maybe they'll look out and get a piece of property. And then they try to figure out, how the heck am I supposed to sell this property now, right? Now, all this is not only inefficient and very costly, but it will drive you out of this business prematurely. And the truth is, this is easily done when you're first getting started. You have a little bit of interest in something, right? So you show it a little bit of attention. But while you're doing this, you're not doing it properly. So you're going to have lackluster results. It's like practicing a sport or learning a new hobby, like playing guitar, for example, or learning a new trade or new skill. You do it once, or you maybe do it twice, and you have a little bit of fun. But unless you learn the basics and you get everything lined up the way that it's supposed to be, unless you have systems in place, You'll either not be very good at it or you'll be ready to quit in no time. One of the most important things that you can do as a tax investor is to systematize your approach to everything. Now, I don't want you to overlook the importance of this. My entire business and every single one of my successes were because of the systems that I had in place. These systems allow me to be more accurate with my investments, make more money, And when created and designed properly, they allow me to live the lifestyle that I desire simply because these systems are in place. Now, as you'll soon see, I'm not talking about anything crazy advanced here, okay? Instead, I'm more or less talking about a specific and simple step-by-step process for each phase of the business. Now, I've made this analogy before, but when we look at the aviation world, there are checklists and there are workflows for everything, pre-flight, taxi, Takeoff, cruise, landing, everything has a very specific process and checklist that are often very, very detailed. This is done so that the pilot doesn't skip any important steps, right? Your tax sale business 
should be a system that consists of the process of going through checklists methodically, just like pilots do. If a pilot skips over the turn fuel flow on step, where they need that jet fuel or that av gas to get the airplane going, well, it's not gonna be good, right? Especially if they lose that fuel flow mid-flight. Pretty bad results there. Same with you. If you skip over the step that says you need to verify value, that's not gonna be good either. Especially if you realize that you skipped that step once you bought that property. So understand that these checklists and this flow is something that you can create and tweak on your own. We do offer some of the academy, of course, but you might still wanna add additional steps onto those depending on your area, your specific investment objectives, and even perhaps your style. Now, in today's episode, I wanna go over a few different systems and processes that you should have in place. As I mentioned earlier, these won't just allow you to make more money and be more accurate in what you're doing, but they'll add crazy amounts of efficiency to your business, which increases flexibility, which will, of course, improve your lifestyle and overall happiness. Now, this is a little bit of a longer episode because I want to get through these systems, kind of give you a brief overview of the ones that we utilize on a daily basis that you should be utilizing as well. Let's work in order here, okay? The first one, learning. This is obviously something that I am pretty partial to myself. You can actually skip this part of the process if you like to weave it into the first few years of your business like I did, trying to figure out everything on the go. Of course, that's very costly, takes quite a bit of time, and you're gonna make lots and lots of mistakes. On that same token, I don't recommend bouncing from one place to the next place, trying to get bits of information from here and here, and try to fill in all the pieces within your knowledge gap. Now, in an effort not to sound like a sales pitch, I'm gonna to try to be very brief on this step, on this part of the system, okay? But my suggestion is to get training that is designed to be step by step. Don't learn over here some and then over here some and a little bit more over here. That's like going to med school and only taking half of the classes that are required. The issue is that you probably don't know what you don't yet know. There's gonna be many knowledge gaps if you take that approach. Get step by step training. All right, next one. After you go through the learning process that you know what you're looking for now and the areas that you want to invest in, it's time to take a look at the auction list. One of the first thing that many new investors do is they head straight for the auction list. Then they start scrolling down that list. Most of them are unsure what they're looking for and they're even more unsure about what they're even reading in the first place, right? Regardless, that list excites them. It's the part of the business that shows the available inventory, represents the opportunity to make money. It's exciting, it's intriguing. My favorites are the ones that have the photos. And many new investors, they're gonna head straight to those photos, look at those shiny properties, the ones that really excite them, right? But what I suggest is that you, yes, go ahead, scan that list, but do it quickly. Then you start your process for actually reviewing that tax sale list methodically. Start before you even look at the properties on that list. Can I attend that auction? What's the date? Where's it at? What are the special terms? What's the deposit required? How can I pay for this property? Where's it at? Any other requirements? That kind of stuff, right? Then scroll through the properties. Can I afford to invest here? How many properties are offered in my budget? How many properties are offered at all? Is the quantity worthwhile? What's the variety of areas? What's the subdivisions like, right? Are there any commonalities amongst all the properties that stick out? Are they all in the exact same place, for example? 
then review those properties, right? Now we're gonna talk about research in just one second, but what you do is go through that auction list initially in a very, very step-by-step methodical manner. So research, this obviously ties in very, very closely with reviewing your tax sale list. Here's what I suggest. As you begin to research your tax sale list, you need to develop a spreadsheet of some sort. On this spreadsheet, you can work left to right or top to bottom. The first factor, it's going to be the most important factor to you. And then as you go down that list, you're essentially filtering out properties every step of the way. So let's say the first one is labeled in budget question mark. Can you afford it, right? If the answer is no, it's time to move on to the next property. If your answer is yes, then it's time to go to the next question. And maybe that next question is labeled, is it landlocked? If yes, move on to the next property, right? If no, keep going down that list with your research. The idea here is to work as efficiently as possible. You don't want to spend hours and hours diving into a property, knowing every single detail about it, only to find out that it wasn't even in your budget in the first place. Now, it's impossible for me to sit here and tell you every single thing that you need to research. That's one of the primary reasons that I have the Tax Cell Academy course, and we go over step-by-step on what you need to research. But what you should do is gather everything that is required for due diligence based on your investment objectives, okay? And then, Put those into a spreadsheet and mark them down in the order of importance. Go all the way down that list until at the very bottom, you should have a concentration of good properties, properties that you want to invest in with thorough due diligence already completed and you're ready to pull the trigger. And this takes us to a next step of the process, auction preparation. I can always tell who the beginners are at an auction. They're the ones who show up unprepared. They're often late. Sometimes they don't have their IDs that are required for registration. They'll forget deposits. They'll have binders and binders full of information, or they won't have a single piece of paper at all. They aren't organized. They usually bid emotionally. They often leave perplexed, or they leave in a very bad situation after they bought something they shouldn't have bought. To this day, I have a step-by-step process that I go through to prepare myself for every single auction. There are many things on this list, many things in this process, but here are a few things to consider. By the time you're at the auction, you simply need to know what you're going to bid on and your maximum bid amount. In order to do this, I organize in a spreadsheet that I take with me. It includes the property number or the particular number that's assigned to that listing. So for example, if it's the first property that's auctioned off that day, it might have the number, lot number one to be sold, okay? Besides that, I also include the parcel number. I include the legal description just in case they read it aloud so I can match everything up. I include a few words as notes about the property in case I'm curious. But most importantly, I include my maximum bid amount set in bold and I don't go over it. That's it. Now I prepare this well ahead of time. I punch three holes in it. I put it into a three ring binder that allows me to have something to write on something hard. It also gives me privacy just in case somebody sits directly next to me or somebody wants to come talk to me, I can simply fold up my binder open and nobody knows my maximum bid amounts. Now also on that checklist will include things like deposit information, which might mean a trip to the bank a few days ahead of time. Now all this stuff, once I compile everything I need for that auction, it's going to be sitting right next to my door with my car keys on top of it and also to include like IDs, pens, maybe some cash, that kind of stuff. Then I go and I grab it on the way to the auction. The worst place to be unprepared is at the auction when they're selling the very property that you came to buy. So be prepared for that auction. Now, how about a system for the auction itself? 
I can't tell you how many times I've seen people bid on the wrong property, hundreds and hundreds of times. I've also seen numerous people that come for one property, they'll sit there for three hours, not pay a whole lot of attention, they'll go get something out of the vending machine, and guess what? The property that they came there for is sold while they're getting a Snickers in the hallway. Now, I have a system that I follow pretty closely, and depending on the venue, the county, and the number of properties, I might arrive early. I'll get a strategic seat. I'll mark off every single property as they're sold. I'll track bid amounts and who the bidders are for future research if necessary. I'll have the properties that I win, and I'll mark those, and I'll circle them as I win them. I'll total them up, both the quantity of properties I win as well as the cost. I am constantly making notes and I'm very, very aware of what's going on in that room. The auction itself is not a time to sit back and relax. It's a time for focus. The next one is your post-purchase system. What's the first thing you do after you leave that auction once you paid for that property? Maybe it's get insurance. Maybe it's secure the property or perhaps log it into some sort of tracking system for yourself. Whatever it is, now is the time to do it. I gotta be honest with you. There are points in my career where I was buying so many properties and I was so unprepared post-purchase, I would actually have properties I would buy that I didn't even realize I owned those properties until a couple years later when I started getting tax foreclosure notices against myself, right? So you must have systems in place. It's very easy to lose track of either what properties you own or how long it's been since you purchased them, what you have in those properties, that kind of stuff. Track every single detail about your properties, all right? It's easy to lose track. Focus on doing this also when they set time period. So say maybe within 48 hours or three days or one week of buying properties, you will have everything logged, all the immediate post-purchase stuff taken care of as soon as possible. Then the last one, of course, is your selling system, right? If you do it correctly and you build your buyer's list as we teach and you have a correct marketing process lined out like you should, this will be the easy one, guys. Put yourself into a selling timeline. Clean up, pricing, photos, descriptions, sign, email, phone calls, price adjustment, remarket, whatever your process and your order is, maybe you should put it into some sort of scheduling app. It's a very, very easy way to keep you on track. There are lots of these apps that are available online. Just search scheduling app, okay? Or marketing app or marketing timelines. There are all sorts of different results out there. But develop some sort of system that you can follow. On this date, I do this. And then a week rolls around, I do this. I do this. I do this. Have a very, very set timeline that you can follow. So there it is, guys. Just a few ways that you can and should build systems into your tax sale business. Floating from one property to the next, from one auction to the next, from one marketing plan to the next, whatever it is, floating just doesn't work. You must be very systematic and have a built out process to succeed in this business. And the bonus with doing this process is that you're guaranteed to make fewer or no bad investments, you're gonna make more money, but most importantly, you're gonna have that flexibility to live the life you desire with the lifestyle you desire. If you have these set systems in place, it's not a scramble last minute. It's not a sit here confused trying to figure out what to do. It's just a matter of following that process. And it's very, very easy to do if you have it in place from day number one. That's it for today's episode. I really hope that you did find this episode helpful and that you are enjoying the Tax Cell Podcast. If you are, please consider taking just a few seconds out of your day to leave some positive feedback for us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. It truly impacts us, and we are so thankful for each and every one of you who have taken the time to do so. 
already. Guys, we are so hopeful that we're able to play a small role in your tax sale success. Thank you so much for joining us today. Take care. Bye-bye.